An Invitation to Compassion. My introduction to this book came just a year ago. I had started and loved, but still have not finished, Middlemarch, and a friend suggested I might try Eliot's more short and sweet Silas Marner. I listened to it on audiobook as I went for my daily walks. I still remember exactly where I was when, mouth agape and heart aching, I heard the story of Silas's betrayal by his dearest friend. It would not surprise me if that's the moment many of you, too, will recall most. My husband, after he finished listening to the chapter the other day, took out his earbuds, looked at me with piercing eyes, and said, I hate William Dane. But what I was left with most of all was not the tragedy of that betrayal. It was something that, in that moment, had happened to me on a metal level. It has stood in my mind since as an invitation to compassion. Let me explain. We are first introduced to Marner through the eyes of the Ravelo villagers. He is pallid and undersized compared to their brawny country neighbors. He looks odd, stooped under his heavy bag of flaxen thread. He is not an established member of the community, but a wanderer of unknown origin. He is skilled in an eccentric handicraft that has an air of the occult. He is dour and reclusive. He scares off the scamps who gape at him through his window. He never strolls over to the village pub to have a pint with the locals. And he has the audacity not to indicate any interest in urging one of the Ravelo lasses to accept his hand. And if that was not enough to secure their disapproving judgment, he was seen standing stiff in the midst of a strange cataleptic fit. And he is believed to have set by a large store of money. Though Eliot's subtle satire makes it clear that we are not to place trust in the fairness of the villagers' judgment, which is marred by prejudices, provincialism, and superstition, we still know nothing else about this recluse, with his protuberant eyes and his eccentric ways, always bent over his strange machine. But then there's a line which, in retrospect, I think marks a transition in our perspective. Eliot says, quote, but while opinion concerning him had remained nearly stationary, and his daily habits had presented scarcely any visible change, Marner's inward life had been a history and a metamorphosis, as that of every fervid nature must be when it has fled or been condemned to solitude. Unquote. Through the eyes of the villagers, he's a taciturn loner. By the standard of simple observation, He's a creature of monotonous habit. But here we have our first hint that there is so much more that lies beneath that surface. His life had been a history. He had undergone a metamorphosis. He had been condemned to solitude. And his was a fervid nature. We knew that the villagers were unfair in their judgment, but we didn't know any of that. Thus far, we had only seen the surface— with no insight into what had stirred in his soul. I think going backwards to the story of how he had become the reclusive migrant weaver makes it all the more powerful. Throughout the opening, I felt a sort of superiority to the superficial villagers, but now I see that at the same time I was drawing my own hasty conclusions. I think I viewed Silas as just an ordinary eccentric loner. I had no idea there would be such a heart-rending story to explain how he had become who he had become. 
Young Silas had been just a doe-eyed boy with a guileless and innocent soul. He had trustingly embraced the moral standards of his community and lived an exemplary life. He had enjoyed a close fellowship with a friend he thought flawless, and he was happily engaged to be married. Then he was cruelly betrayed by his friend, his fiancé, his community, his God. He was left broken, despairing, and utterly at sea. For those who read Crime and Punishment with me, I guess I feel something akin to what I experienced when we were introduced to Marmaladoff in the basement saloon. We witness the character's mistreatment by the men around him, and we form our own unfair first impressions. Then we're brought a little closer, and made to really look, and to really see. Both experiences felt to me like a very gentle and very powerful invitation to compassion.' 